joining us now on the Payless Sickers Hotline to discuss Ben Shepard, the Pacers' second first-round pick, to put it in those terms, the head coach of the Belmont Bruins. And I'm assuming, Coach, that you are native of Chattanooga. I know you were born in Chattanooga. Did you grow up in Chattanooga? Uh, no, I spent my whole life in Nashville, actually. I lived in Chattanooga for five whole months. Wow, okay. I like Chattanooga, <laughs> though. Nashville's cool, too, though, but but Chattanooga um, – underrated city all right let's begin with it speaking of underrated that would be kind of the the initial thought of Ben Shepard because it would be disingenuous I think for a lot of people to say that they saw a lot of him play in college in this area but he seems to have something that the Pacers need and that is outside shooting but is there more to him give me the scouting report on Ben Shepard yeah, Ben made his mark as a defender. Um, was our best defender for three years. Uh, is really, really good on the ball. Uh, so I don't think you're giving th- anything up on that end. He's not a guy that you're just going to plant in the corner and hope he makes three-point shots. Um, a lot more versatile than that on both ends of the floor. Casey, I, I want to go back to his recruitment. I know you were at Lipscomb for a little bit, so I don't know how much overlap you had with his recruitment. But what, if anything, can you kind of fill us in on Ben Shepard, the high school prospect, and, into what he grew into uh, over the four years at Belmont? Yeah, Belmont and Lipscomb are only two miles apart. So I actually recruited Ben really, really hard when I was the head coach at Lipscomb uh, and then got the job at Belmont. So coached Ben for all four years. Uh, so great familiarity there. But, um, you know, he was – he was a guy coming out of high school that, that he was one of those rare guys that went from, you know, whatever, six feet to six, five, seemingly overnight. Um, you know, so he had really, really good guard skills, but this long, lanky, uh, very immature body at the time. Um, but you could see the potential there really, really sound fundamentally, um, <clears throat> really, really, uh, prepared. He had a player at a great high school, same high school as Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, so he came hmm. to Belmont uh, ready. He just physically, uh, had to develop, and, and he and he joined our team that was um, that was really experienced, uh, a 2019 team that had won a first round NCAA tournament game and had everybody back, and so he just had to wait his turn a little bit. But um, but he was he was a good player from the beginning. <clears throat> I think sometimes so Ben got asked this. Go ahead, Kevin. I just have one, one, one follow-up, Jake. Uh, ben got asked this question, Coach, in his press conference. Again, Casey Alexander, by the way, joins us, the head coach of Belmont, uh, who obviously coached Ben Shepard in college. Uh, ben got asked this on Friday in the introductory presser about, you know, he averaged, what, 16 a game, I believe it was, his junior year. That rose to then 18 a game his senior year. After his junior season, and this is just life for you as a head coach probably <laughs> quite often, unfortunately, moving forward, what were your emotions or feelings like thinking, oh, boy, Ben Shepard is about to get called by a whole lot of teams to enter the transfer portal? Yeah, I'll put it in better context for you. Uh, that junior season is where Ben really emerged. Uh, we had three players on our team that year that were preseason all-conference players, and Ben was not one of them. Uh, all three of those guys were, fi- were fifth-year seniors and really good players. And so for him to emerge from that group, already our best defender, but he also – led us in scoring that year um you know we were you know we were pleasantly i don't know if surprise is the right word but it was it was an accomplishment for him and so we lose seven of our top eight after that season five of those guys were fifth year seniors and then graduated and moved on and two guys transferred so there's been the last man standing uh, out of those top eight and you're right he had plenty of suitors he had a lot of people calling um, he had a lot of uncertainty uh, you know we were we're pretty. We've been a really good mid-major program for a long time, and he didn't. 
he didn't want to take a dip at all, um, you know, and so it was it was a hard time for him making those decisions about what his best options were going to be. But obviously, uh, stayed very loyal to Belmont. We talked a lot about, um, you know, kind of long term goals. Let's think long term on this decision um, and what it could mean for you to be, um, you know, the guy and and have a have a significant role playing in the Missouri Valley Conference, which was our first year. And so we're glad he stayed, and, and he was remarkable from start to finish. I mean, he he carried our team <clears throat> and a bunch of new faces um, to another 21 season, and, and his numbers were unbelievable across the board. In my opinion, should have been player of the year in the league. It's interesting, <clears throat> Coach, that you mentioned that, because what I was going to ask you, you know, here's a guy that averaged 19 a game for you, uh, appeared in 32 games, over 34 minutes a game, and you just said it there. I mean, he was the guy for you, and yet – I think for some players, they get to the league and they go from being the guy to now having to be a piece. And for some guys, that's difficult. Now, Ben Shepard is clearly a more mature guy because he's a four-year player. But can you give us some insight as to kind of the mindset, the coachability of a Ben Shepard and how that will be for him to have to acclimate to being more of a complementary role to start at the NBA level? Yeah, good perspective there. There definitely are not any players uh, in the NBA level that weren't the guy. Uh, so there is an adjustment for sure. You know, I, I, I literally think that his experience here will serve him very well. I mean, for three years, he wasn't our guy either. Uh, but he was really good uh, and, and, and played a really important role. And I, and I think more than anything, you know, I, I'm quite certain that what the Pacers, one thing they really love about Ben is just who he is and and his character and, and the way that he goes about living his life. We all felt like in this spring season of workouts and combines and everything else that if he could hold his own on the floor, which he obviously did very well, that that the intangibles would carry him over the top because, um, I mean, he is a rock-solid guy. I mean, he is an absolute no-risk person. Uh, his teammates will love him. Coaches will love coaching him. Pacers fans will love watching him. Uh, so he's the total package um, when you think about a guy that you want in your organization and representing you. I have always felt, Coach, and I know that Ben Shepard only played a year in it. Casey Alexander is our guest, by the way, the head coach at Belmont. He's on the Payless Sugars hotline. I have always felt like one of the most underrated or least talked about aspects of college basketball is the quality of coaching in the Missouri Valley. I think it's one of the best coached leagues. You have a lot of mature players in it. Um, I know he only played in it, Ben Shepard did, for one year, but how much could that help him in the fact of I'm assuming that he saw really good game plans designed against him and really smart players that he had to play against. Will that be able to offset the the gap between that and like say the power five conferences that some players get going into the NBA. Absolutely, yeah. I, I don't think Ben's where he is at all if he doesn't play in the Missouri Valley this year because of what you said. I think the NBA in general they they understand what a good league it is and it's a, it's an extremely defensive minded um, oriented league and so you know for you to. Um, score the points that he scored with the efficiency he did it with, you know, on a team that especially, you know, for, for most of the year didn't have a lot of other weapons around him. Um, you know, that, that is, that's kind of instant credibility for Ben. And if he could do it in that league uh, against those players and, and against those coaches, um, then, you know, then that's, that's a significant accomplishment.
Again, Casey Alexander is with us, the head coach of the Belmont Bruins. You heard that beautiful fight song out of Mark Dykeson to lead off the segment here. The head coach of Ben Shepard uh, is with us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Coach, I, I'm not sure if Rick Carlisle or Kevin Pritchard you know, called you directly, but if they did or when NBA teams called you and said, tell us about Ben Shepard, your elevator pitch to them was what? <laughs> uh, we heard from everybody at one time or another, so um... – uh, elevator pitch was it was simple, you know. I mean, it, it's up to them to decide if he can play the game at that level and be an impact player. Uh, and, and if they like that, then they're going to love Ben, you know, because of what I've already mentioned. He's just he's just that guy. And I, I think you know he's not. I wouldn't say he's elite at everything. I mean, I think that would be a, embellishing a, just a little bit. But he has no holes. Uh, he's a very versatile player on both ends of the floor uh he's far more than a shooter on offense he can make plays he's really really quick twitch and can get the ball to the rim he's a he's an above average passer so he can play in any system offensively uh and then defensively i I don't think he's going to have any problem i think he'll be a guy that they can put on good point guards i think he'll be a guy that can guard two guards um, he's really, really good on the ball. So it's, it's a, it's a pretty low risk. Uh, once you get past the fact that he's not, um, you know, a, a lottery name, lottery pick name that comes from a blue blood, then, um, then you see all the things that Ben could do. <laughs> Coach, I don't know how much this is a product of your system. I, I, I'm sure a bulk of it is, but I feel like when I watch the little bit that I watched of Ben, and certainly when you watch his highlights and watch you guys operate offensively, I feel like that dude is always moving. Like he is a little bit of an energizer bunny off the ball, and you know you guys are running him across you know tons of screens and and offensively it seems like he is always moving. Is that more you think product of your system, or is that just kind of how he he's wired? Definitely our system, but it's also how he's wired, uh, and and I think it's a really good reason why um, why he understands the the game the way that he does. I mean, really high basketball IQ. Uh, plays really well off of others offensively as far as cutting and moving and making himself available. Um, you know, in that versatility that I spoke of, I mean, we, you know, we could get him, <clears throat> we could get him shots off pin downs. He, we used him in ball screens. Uh, we played him at point guard plenty, uh, you know, and so he, that's really where his game took off this year. Um, when we talked about him being the guy earlier in the segment, um, you know, he, he was just relied upon to do a whole lot more on the offensive end, uh, really of every kind of body. Coach, can you give me a story of, you know, when you're around a guy a lot, whether it be practices, whether it be at a game, whether it be a time where you went in to talk to your team at halftime and didn't know quite what to say, and all of a sudden you look down and, you know, Ben Shepard speaks up, whatever it might be. But can you give me, if there is one that jumps out to you, just a story or a moment where you thought to yourself, this guy is different, and this is why he's different. This is this is the kind of guy that I want to coach because of what just took place. Is there anything that yeah. jumps out? Well, that was a four-year run with Ben. I mean, literally, I've never seen Ben have a bad day. Uh, I'm sure he's had bad days, but he doesn't wear it on his sleeve. He smiles all the time. He's just a happy guy, uh, really well-grounded. But <clears throat> if you're that one moment you're talking about, he had 41 in a game. His junior year, we won the game in overtime. He makes a three to send it into overtime at the buzzer, basically, um, and, I, and it with the 41 points. And I, I didn't realize until after the game that I had never taken him out, So, which is very unusual for us. We play with a lot of pace, and so it's very hard to play significant minutes for us. And you know, he played 45 minutes, and 
and and and and the reason why that's so interesting is he just he he's one of those guys you, you mentioned Ener- Energizer Bunny just a minute ago. I mean, he just he doesn't he doesn't seem to get tired. Uh, he never missed a practice or a game because of an injury, um, and he's just really really gifted and blessed with a body that can play heavy minutes and at a high speed and and without losing any efficiency. Were you surprised when? I mean, I, I'm assuming you probably knew maybe you were there when he got the phone call or whatever else. But if I'd have told you right before the draft he's going to go 26th in the draft, would that have surprised you? No, not at all. Uh, I mean, it would have surprised me a month ago. Um, but by draft night, we were going we were going to be disappointed if he didn't uh, if he wasn't a first round pick. We just gotten enough feedback, and you you never ha- know how things will go on draft night with trades and everything else. But um, but he had been promised a first-round pick by somebody, uh, and, and it wasn't the Pacers. Uh, so if the Pacers didn't take him, he was going to be taken um, not too long after that. Now who was it? <laughs> One of the other teams. <laughs> the other teams made that promise. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, Casey, last one from me. Obviously, Belmont, we talked about Dylan Windler, kind of opened up the the segment. I know Sam Orm is, is down there as well from Carmel. I think at Lipscomb you guys had some State of Indiana guys as well. Um, what is it about uh, you're certainly driving distance it's not too bad at all and who, who wouldn't want to play in Nashville frankly uh, but what is it about maybe central Indiana or the state that that you and your coaching career have kind of tried to dip into this pool of, uh, of various prospects up here well w- one thing is there are various prospects up there and so you go where the players are uh, but the other thing is you know clearly we all know um, how important basketball is in the state of Indiana and and there are tremendous coaches in the state of Indiana, and uh, and just our style of play. I mean, we we want guys that understand the game and can play together and have really really good skills. We'll we'll probably favor skills more than talent, more than most teams will, and and that's a lot of what Indiana is. So we've had we have had a number of guys um, from Indiana over the years, and really even in the Midwest, um, you know. And, and now that we're in the Missouri Valley, that'll that'll be an important region for us. Coach, before we let you go, I also wanted to ask, and certainly I don't want to put you in a position where you're like recruiting for another school, so mm-hmm. don't take it that way. But, um, you know, Indiana State, I thought, had a good year, considering they also, you know, new coach and Josh Schertz, he's in, he finished his second year, I think it was, at ISU. Um, just your overall impressions of what Indiana State was able to do in the MoVal, and as you also yourself are getting footing within the league itself, just the way that Indiana State is coached. Yeah, Josh is a tremendous coach. I mean, and you go back, you know, the reason he got that job is because he did so well at Lincoln Memorial University, a Division II school uh, over in East Tennessee. And, and not to throw shade here, but if you can be a national, if you can be nationally relevant year after year at Lincoln Memorial, then you can coach the game because uh, that's a hard, hard place to be and to recruit to. But their turnaround this year was great. He had, he had really good players and, and he coached them really well. Um, and I don't, I would expect it to stay that way. I mean, he, the guy wins games, and um, and I know they've added some nice pieces from the portal. Uh, even though, like all of us, they lost a lot, he's added some nice pieces. So I would I would expect him to stay there, right there in the top half of, of the valley, at the least. Some terrific background right there on Ben Shepard. Again, Casey Alexander, the head coach of Belmont. Always enjoy watching them play and uh, looking forward to following, of course, the career of Ben Shepard right here with the Pacers. Coach, great stuff. Enjoy a little bit of quiet time if you can this summer, and uh, good luck this fall. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. See you soon.